Welcome to Kindred Conversations. I'm Paris Tews. And I'm Brittany Fry. We are two young moms that are committed to loving motherhood because we believe that it is something to be enjoyed, not just endured. We want to cherish the sweet moments and be present during the hard ones while we grow alongside our children. As we have entered motherhood, we have found so much comfort and value in conversations with women in all different stages of motherhood. And we are here to share those conversations so we can grow together and embrace all of the joy modern motherhood brings. Happy Friday! We are so excited for the episode today. We thought it would be the perfect follow-up from last week's episode to jump in on the happy home topic a little deeper. Um, We want to talk with a very special guest who we will introduce Um, about practical tips for decorating and styling your home, and we have a lot of questions, so I'll just let go ahead and let Paris introduce our guest. So my little sister, Savannah Gallagher, is joining us today. She is living in Gilbert, Arizona, and so she agreed to join us via phone call. Um, But Savannah is an amazing interior designer. I call her at least three times a week asking her about house questions. So (laughs) bless her for her patience. She is honestly an amazing dog mom, which I'm really proud to say. We didn't grow up with dogs, but Savannah has two, and she is amazing to them. Um, She and her husband Brigham are super outdoorsy. They love to camp. She is just honestly the best. We're super close. I'm so grateful for her. And we begged her to come on the podcast, and she agreed. So, Sav, do you want to tell our listeners about what you do for work and, yeah, why you love it so much? Okay. Um, So we do a lot of high-end residential here in Scottsdale and Paradise Valley, so that's where most of our homes are. Um, We do have homes out of state as well, but mostly here in Arizona. And we have kind of a unique style. We like to do a lot of, like, neutral more traditional kind of timeless homes and we are all about doing homes that aren't going to go out of style so you know it's a bummer to spend a lot of money on a new house and then have it go out of style a few years later so we're super super into kind of timeless design and all of our homes are do have modern elements to them but we like to bring in rustic rustic touches into all of our homes so we'll do a lot of things like um, for example really handcrafted natural wooden beams or you know a a wooden tongue and groove ceiling or things like that or like a stone header on a fireplace that's antiqued or vintage just to kind of bring in that rustic element into all of our projects that we do basically um so yeah kind of hard to explain over you know the phone easier basically, to show a picture i'll just say it they're basically dream homes like they're so beautiful <laughs> yeah they are so it's so You're fun I, I can't take all the credit for that that's <laughs> that's the firm that i joined that's not on me but well yes, they're they beautiful do amazing homes they're beautiful. Um, so, Sav, before we get started with our mini questions for you, do you want to start with what you're grateful for today? Yes. Um, I. It's kind of funny that this is what I'm grateful for today because this is what our podcast is about today. But I'm just grateful for my job, and that, is, that seems like a plug. It's really not. I just got off an awesome trip. We, we went to um, Austin to source some kind of vintage pieces, and I just got home yesterday. And so that's what's on my mind right now. But I'm really just so grateful to have – a team of people that I love so much and that I get to work with and that is fun to spend the whole weekend with. And I'm just, it's kind of a shot in the dark moving to Arizona, not knowing anyone and not knowing where to work. And I'm just so, so, so grateful that I ended up 
where I am and that I get paid to do what I love so much. It's the best. <laughs> That's so awesome. And honestly, that trip sounds like a real dream. <laughs> it was yes. so fun. It was. It really was. But I'm I'm really grateful, especially in these kind of hard times. I was really worried about finding a job and I took a very, very long time to find a job that I was felt like was gonna be a good fit and it it's all worked out great. So I'm I'm so grateful for that. As your older sister, I have to say, I'm just so grateful that even though you're far away from me, you're doing something so special. <laughs> Thanks. I wish I was close to you. You too. <laughs> right back at you, sister. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I guess I'll go next. Then I'll have Paris go. Um, just in doing our episode last week, um, just a, like our submission episode on tips of just like how to create a happy home and then thinking about our episode this week um I feel like I've just been really focused on my home and not necessarily the physical elements of it but um more just the feeling there and I feel like I'm just so grateful to have a comfortable place um for my to raise my children and for my family and I'm just grateful you know I think every time somebody comes over and walks into our home that it has a good feeling and it's inviting and, and I just, yeah, I'm just really grateful for that right now. That's a good one. What about you? Um, I'm going to say, um, this is just front of my mind right now. We're recording this and, um, we just got together, my family and, um, like some of our oldest family friends got together for a big family dinner. And tonight I'm just feeling so grateful for those old friends that just feel like family. You know, the people that you've just like known forever and our families have grown together. And I just, I love them so much. And those relationships, I think, just have been created over so many years and they're so special. And I'm feeling really grateful for that tonight. That's a good one. That's a great one. Love that. that. Is. Me too. All right, Savannah, we are just going to jump right in because we have so many questions for you. <laughs> yes. Awesome. I can't wait. The people and were loving this. Yes. Thank you so much, everyone that asked questions. We have so many. So many of them were similar, and we're going to try to get to as many as we can. And normally, we really try to do like a conversational type of episode, which we love. And this week, we're doing something a little bit different where we're going to be focused on more asking Savannah questions and getting her answers just so we can really get all the good information from her. Because Paris and I, heaven knows we don't have a lot to offer. Yeah. We do our oh best, gosh. but we're, we're getting the tips from Savannah. I love to pin Please. on Pinterest. And if that's what made a home designer, I would be an amazing yeah, one. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> All right, so so the first question we wanted to start out with was, um, (laughs) this is perfect, where do you even begin in decorating a home? (laughs) (laughs) I just want to start off by saying I actually, like, laughed out loud when I read this question because I love the even. Where do you even begin? (laughs) Which honestly, like, captures the feeling that so many people have when designing their own home. It's overwhelming. Really overwhelming, and I, I totally resonate with that because people will come into our store, like, just so flustered by one pillow, and <laughs> obviously, like, building a home or even just designing your home that you live in now is overwhelming. So, um, where to begin? Where to even begin? I would say this sounds cliche, but honestly, this is my best my best stab at this answer. Start by pulling inspiration for things that you love. So, that doesn't just have to be home 
inspiration gather inspiration via pinterest is the best um for anything that you love whether it's like a style like an actual you know outfit or um something like a pretty picture that you like or maybe a styled vignette or a home anything that you love gather them together and then try to identify what you love about those things so if there's a color that someone's wearing in a scarf in their hair in a picture that you love and you really really just love that color try to incorporate that in your home um so a lot of times people think it just has to like you know be off of a home picture and that can be overwhelming because sometimes it's hard to recreate a five million dollar home look in your apartment for example and so (laughs) tell me about it um, yeah yeah so try to try to just start small and identify the things that you love um and then go from there and then also a tip that I tell people if you don't have technical skills you you don't have to have technical skills to like put together a you know, well-styled home, but try to download an app or use Canva or something. If you, you know, if you're not familiar with Photoshop, then try to do something a little bit more simple to actually pull together things on a digital board. So you can see what the things you're pulling for your home would look like together. I think that's an element that a lot of people miss because they, you know, don't necessarily know that they have the technical skills to do that, but it's simple. And if you, if you want to pair a sofa with a chair, for example, and a rug, definitely worth the time to put it together on a board to make sure that it's all going to look cohesive together and that you're happy with the way it all looks digitally. So that's what I would say how to start. Just start by, you know, looking for inspiration and trying to identify things that you like from there. Um, I would also say I, my, my coworkers, I always laugh about this because I feel like I totally live a double life where I'm designing really nice, expensive homes by day, but then I totally live in an apartment. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, like Hannah Montana of design. You know, oh my where, gosh. <laughs> where I like totally live this double life. But I, I think, you know, those are two different types of design, but there's definitely ways to do it on a budget and smaller scale as well that we'll kind of get into as we get deeper into some of these questions, but don't feel overwhelmed by, by not having the means or ability to kind of create what you want, because there are ways to, to create a happy home on a budget. And I guess maybe I should just go into doing that on a budget. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. perfect. That's literally (laughs) our next question. Um, oh, perfect. What's your biggest tip for somebody that's decorating a home on a budget? Oh, check me out. Just going right into it. Perfect. You knew. Um, so my biggest tip, and this is also like not this monumental, amazing tip, but it's just so simple, but it works. Don't buy anything you don't love. <laughs> that sounds silly because obviously, you know, obviously you don't want to buy things if you don't love them, but people do this all the time, all the, all, all the time. For example, if you move into a new space and you need a new coffee table and you don't have a huge budget, people will just go on Amazon and buy the cheapest coffee table type of deal, which is totally fine. But it is so much better, in my opinion, in my experience, so much better to have live in an unfinished space and have every single thing in that space be something that you genuinely love and is bringing you joy and happiness and adding to the space than a space that has half things you like and half things that you just needed to fill the space. So um, that's my biggest tip. Just don't, if you need, if you like desperately need nightstands, honestly, use a cardboard box until you can, until you can buy nightstands that you want to buy. So, but with, with designing on a budget in general, um, don't splurge on things that are trendy, which seems like a given, but I think sometimes people have a hard time like being able to tell what's trendy and what's not. Um, but if you want to buy a green velvet sofa, that could be so awesome. 
and look really cool in the space. But if you know that you're not going to have the budget to buy a different sectional in a year, then I would go with a more neutral one and, you know, use some more fun accessories or things like that. Um, but accessories are something that's really easy to kind of switch out and update with the season or as your style evolves and changes because it totally inevitably will. Um, and as trends change, accessories are something that are much easier to kind of swap out. And so if you are on kind of a tight budget, then just stick to stick to more safe, neutral pieces for your bigger pieces of furniture that you know you're not going to get sick of and need to switch out. And then... Um, kind of go go trendier with the accessories and things that aren't gonna break the bank when you want to change them yeah that's such good advice um okay sorry I can't stop thinking about you saying don't buy stuff that you don't love because now I'm like oh shoot (laughs) (laughs) I know it sounds so silly to like even say that because obviously like duh duh you're not gonna buy anything you don't like but I'm telling you it happens even I do that like when I moved in here or place in Arizona I totally bought stuff that I didn't like, and I already am trying to get rid of it and buy new stuff, and I've been here for four months, so... Yes, and yeah. it, it just, like, it's such a waste of resources anyway. Like, it's a waste such of... Such a waste. ...your money, it's a waste of your energy to have to, like, get rid of it later, and, like, to look at something that you just don't even love. I, I'm, i like, so guilty of that, and I feel like I'm just now, like, flushing all of that out. Yeah. I, yeah. I honestly feel like I really needed that pep talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I feel like, oh, this wall is empty. I'm going to buy something... But I don't want to spend a lot of money, so I just buy something I don't like. And then a month yes. later, I'm like, I hate that. Why did I hang that? Or yeah, even... I know. And it's a lot of work if you're going to, especially in the example of hanging something. Like, yeah. if you have a hole in your drywall <laughs> and you got to patch it up and repaint. Oh, my yeah. gosh. You know, if, like, it's just, you just, it's so much better to be patient. And I know that's really, really hard, especially if you're living in the space. But honestly, like, the nightstand example. I would rather someone come into my house and see that I obviously haven't purchased nightstands yet than have ugly <laughs> nightstands and then replace well, and them a few too, months later. I have later. to say, like, it doesn't always apply to, like, financially. I think a lot of times I'm just, like, waiting. You know, for example, let's say the coffee table scenario. Like, sometimes you just don't find one you love and you're like, oh, but I need one. Yeah. And so you just buy one. Not even like, oh, there's this one really expensive one that yeah. I want. But a lot of times it's just like, you don't find something you love right away. So you just And so something. you just fill it. You don't find mm-hmm. something that'll go on the wall. So you just fill it. And then all of a sudden, two months later, you're walking through Target and you see the cutest thing that you're like, that would have been the perfect thing. And now I have this ugly thing I don't even like sitting there. Yeah. You know? yes. And I can't justify yes. buying it because I yes. bought it once Yes. Ago. So I just, yes. you know, in all sense, totally. it's just smarter to wait, you know, find this. And that's a, good, that's a good segue into another point about buying things that you don't love. Someone asked a question about like mixing styles. And if you, if you maybe live with someone who has a different style than you do and you're trying to furnish or decorate a home. In the example that you just said, Brittany, for example, yeah, if you don't have a coffee table and you buy one that you don't like because you need one for $15 on Amazon, then all of a sudden the things that you did like in your room look weird with the coffee table that doesn't match. Yeah. You know, so it's like you're sacrificing. All of a sudden you've sacrificed your whole living room aesthetic for the $15 coffee table. Exactly. And then it's confusing when you like go to buy a new one, then the style is all mixed up. So I think just, just hold out friends. Just, just be patient. It's so much better. (laughs) Um, But in kind of in light of mixing styles, people also get really um, stressed out and kind of overwhelmed with mixing styles because for example, if you know that your living room is, I don't know, mid-century modern, that doesn't mean that every single thing you buy has to be labeled mid-century modern. Mm-hmm. And I think people get like 
kind of insecure because if you don't know a ton about design, you just are like going off of titles and you're not wanting to, you know, go rogue with your, (laughs) your design. Um, but just try to use your judgment. And if you genuinely love something and you put it on a board together and you think it looks good with your sofa and your chairs and your rug, whatever, then just get it. If, If you like the way it looks, don't be worried about like mixing styles because it doesn't, your whole home doesn't, everything in it doesn't need to be mid-century modern, for example, or the whole thing doesn't need to be modern, and I'm actually a huge fan of, like, mixing styles and kind of mixing different shapes of furniture pieces, and I think that, honestly, it can get a little bit redundant if every single thing in your home has hairpin legs because you're trying to stick to the mid-century modern vibe, you know? Like, I think it, it's, you're totally allowed, I'm giving you permission, you're allowed to mix styles, um, and people just get really nervous about that. But my tip, my tip for mixing styles, and obviously it's hard without seeing someone's specific space and kind of knowing what's going to look good together. But my tip for that would be if you have, um, let's say you have a really traditional bedroom and you want to get maybe a more modern bed frame, um, do it, totally do it if you love the modern bed frame. But I would try to bring in maybe some more modern accessories, for example, in other spaces so that you don't just have like one random really modern piece. Mm-hmm. Um so, and, you know, it doesn't need to be pricey, but if you have, if you have a modern bed frame, then get a modern vase to go on, on your dresser so that it kind of ties it in. Um, but that's just a simple, simple tip. If you do get something that's a little bit more one-off, then try to kind of offset it in other areas in the house with some more smaller accessories or things that will kind of help tie that in. Okay. I honestly think the answer to actually like works with another question that we got. Somebody asked mm-hmm. how to have like a gender neutral space if you have a more feminine style that you just like. Because like specifically in the case that yeah. your husband doesn't like it. Well, a lot of us have husbands and a lot of us have husbands that have different styles. And that's like, yeah. Yes. So would you yes. suggest that same kind of thing? Like, you know, if you really love, a, you know, a certain feminine piece or element then like also throwing it you know throwing in something to sort of balance it out would you suggest that yeah absolutely yeah that's a great application um my what I I had seen this question and what I thought of initially was I'm a huge I love vintage pieces and I love to try to source and find vintage pieces and that's actually super in style right now is kind of bringing in some more like loved (laughs) older pieces into more modern spaces. But also the good thing with vintage pieces is they're typically not super feminine or masculine. Um, And so my answer to that question was try to find some pieces like from Facebook marketplace or, you know, DI Goodwill or like actual antique dealers that have like real vintage pieces of furniture because typically they're wood or like really old pieces that like when I think feminine design I'm thinking of like you know a circular brass mirror with globe sconces and like like or globe pendants I have a very specific like idea of what a feminine style would be whereas vintage if you brought in like you know an older wood dresser or things like that it will kind of help um soften up the whole space in general but usually they're not masculine or feminine they're just pretty Pretty. yeah obviously depends on the piece but um yeah that would be my advice there is just anywhere that you can bring in vintage pieces really really helps um number one mix up the kind of style that you have going on whatever aesthetic you've chosen for the house um, but also financially also you can find some really awesome budget 
basis. Um, my my coffee table in my house was fifteen dollars, and it's my literally my favorite thing in my house. It's <laughs> I so found it and then, beautiful. It's so beautiful. Oh, yeah, I love I loved love watching you redo it. <laughs> or yeah, was it, no, was it Brigham that did it actually? <laughs> Team oh, it was Briggs. Yeah, I can't take credit for it. I watched. I totally watched. Um, but yeah, you don't you know you don't have to spend a lot on vintage pieces, but that's a really great way to kind of bridge bridge the style difference gap and to make a space not feel as feminine. That's okay, perfect. That. That's perfect. Um, so Sav, one of the biggest mm-hmm. questions we got, um, I think we got this like at least 10 times, what um, are the areas that you would recommend splurging and what are the areas that you would recommend saving? Oh, love this question. People ask me this all the time too. Um, Okay, this one might seem kind of, I don't know, counterintuitive, but I and different designers have really different opinions about all of this, so this is just my two cents. But I am a huge fan of, okay, this is kind of, I'm going to answer this in two parts. Um, I am a huge fan of doing more budget-friendly rugs, and I know that seems maybe counterintuitive because rugs usually are in places where you're getting a lot of traffic, and so, you know, it seems like it would make more sense to do something a little bit nicer, but rugs are one of the easiest things when you want to do a refresh in your home to swap out the rug, and all of a sudden, your home feels and looks completely different than it did before. Yeah. (laughs) So... If you are someone that maybe you know that you might get sick of it or that you want to change up the style in a few months or even a year, you don't want to spend a lot because rugs can be like thousands and thousands of dollars. And so for me, I just know that that's such an easy way to change up the whole entire style of a room that I like to go cheaper on the rugs because I know that I would like to change it out. Um, having said that, I do have a few tips for rugs. Sorry, I'm totally going on a tangent, but I think this is valuable. We need that. Um, If you do go with a budget-friendly rug, um, I would always recommend buying a separate rug pad to go underneath it, and you can just get one from, like, literally Amazon. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. And then also purchasing carpet tape. Um, Carpet tape is basically, like, really heavy double-sided tape that just sticks to your floor and and your rug, and it doesn't damage your floor at all, but it makes it so your rug obviously stays in place, and then with the rug pad underneath helping it be cushy, it makes your rug feel so much nicer and then it's not like you know bunching up in areas because that's usually the problem with cheap rugs is they like bunch up or you know like peel off the floor so um if you do do a budget-friendly rug do a rug pad and carpet tape and I promise you no one will know that it's cheap to be totally honest I feel a little bit gypped that I'm your sister and you're just now telling me this (laughs) (laughs) okay honestly I'm sorry yeah that's bad (laughs) like like all my rugs need this (laughs) all your rugs do need this and rug pads aren't expensive you can just get one from Amazon but yeah, it's it's a game changer, and it makes it also so much more comfortable because you have the cushing underneath the pad, which makes it feel nicer. Um, so yeah, if you have rugs, which you probably do, you need that tip. Okay, there... and Paris, I'm personally, I am sorry. Thank you. We <laughs> <laughs> needed that. Um, yes. So, what are the other areas that you'd recommend saving, and then where do you splurge? Like, where are the pieces that you invest in? Okay, so other other areas to save, I kind of already touched on this but or I'm sorry yeah save accessories because that's an area where you can go a little bit trendier and if there's a trend that you're really loving or like a maybe bolder color that you're really wanting to incorporate totally do that in a pillow or a vase or like you know something that's being styled on your shelves so that you can easily switch those out so I would say that's an area to save is accessories and then um 
bedding. This is something that totally depends on what kind of bedding, but linen bedding is really in right now, and I think a lot of people are doing linen bedding. And I will be the first person to tell you that 100% linen from Ikea is absolutely no different than 100% linen from Parachute Home, which no shade of Parachute Home. I love Parachute Home, but 100% linen is the same no matter where you get it. So, like, I I have two, we live in a two-bedroom apartment, and one of mine is from Zara, and one of mine is from Ikea, and they look, they both look amazing. I've had them for years. They've worn really well, but linen gets softer every time you wash it. And you can you can totally save and go IKEA if you're getting linen. So that's a tip for for and I wouldn't put like a blanket statement on all bedding, but linen specifically you can definitely save there. Um, and then also um, art. I, this kind of depends on the person because I know a lot of people like um, original art really resonates with them, and it's something that might bring you a lot of joy. But typically, I would say for the average. The average home buyer, um, art, you can get really budget art off of Etsy is a really great place or like Pinterest even. And just if you print it nicely, then you can totally fake it that it's a really nice piece of art. So I would say obviously art can get super pricey. Um, and that's typically an area if you are on a budget that I think you can save in and just do prints. Um, splurging. I am, I always tell people your pieces of furniture that are bigger that you know you're going to be using for a very long time, it's worth it just to get something nicer because like we kind of talked about, you'll end up replacing it in a few years. And if you're buying two like mid-grade sofas, then you're just buying two expensive sofas that you're having to replace. And so I would just say go something that's not super trendy for your big pieces like your sofa or um, wood pieces also. I'll touch on that. But I, I would say places that you know are going to get a lot of love um go go with something that's a little bit pricier that's a little bit maybe higher quality um which leads me to wood pieces I I think that wood fake wood is really hard to get right and I know that real wood is so much more expensive than fake wood but if you have like a media console for example that's wood veneer it always I think starts to warp and chip and the coloration isn't quite right and the texture you can tell it's fake but I would say for pieces that you are going to do wood, like a dresser or a media console or nightstands, if you're going to do wood, I think it's worth doing real wood um, just because it will hold up. Like the pieces that you have that are real wood, you'll use literally forever in your home. Like they don't – real wood doesn't go out of style. They get better with like, age. Yeah, it just gets better. And then you have like these really beautiful wood pieces that you can use in every home um, that you move to, whereas like a wood veneer media console, you're totally going to switch out when you move. Um, so I would say wood pieces and bigger furniture pieces are definitely worth, um, spending the money on. And if you're doing a new build or like a remodel tile is also one that I always recommend. Like, I think it's worth saving in other areas to be able to spend a little bit more on tile because tile makes a huge difference and you can tell when tile is cheap and not. So those are really specific, (laughs) but there's my two cents for splurging and saving. No, I thought those were great. And you touched, you touched a little bit on the bedding in Mm -hmm. that question, but I know that a few people asked specifically about like any tips for finding affordable bedding or making your bed look nice on a budget. How to Um, do the pretty, yes, how to make it look Pinterest worthy. Yeah. Um, okay, yes, I love this question because it's super simple, actually. This is a tip that, like, people miss, but it's so simple to make your bed look a million times better. 
number one, don't forget about your sheets. I think people think that your sheets are going to be underneath and that you're not going to see them. But if you're making the, your bed the way you should be, then you're going to see your sheets. <laughs> so, um, <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> so, so buy sheets that you're happy with the way they look and you're happy with the way they look against your bedding since they're actually going to be touching and right up next to each other. Um, and then also this is a simple thing, but always size up in your bedding. So even if you have a queen bed, for example, purchase king bedding so not necessarily for the fitted sheet because then that would be annoying but for like your blanket or your duvet cover whatever you have going on top of your bed size up um it just makes your bed look a lot nicer and higher end if you have more bedding hanging off the sides um and same with the king if you have a king go california king and then even twin i would purchase queen size for your twin bedding um just because it looks nicer And then also I know a lot of your listeners probably are in Utah, which is cold, and a lot of people probably have duvets on their bed. Um, A tip, and I know this is a little bit pricier, but double stuff your duvets inside your duvet covers. Um, So, like, literally put two duvets inside inside the cover so that when you're making your bed, it just looks much fuller, and it just looks so much nicer if you have, like, a really puffy duvet, and especially if it's hanging more off the edge, like, if you sized up. Um, that will make a huge difference. And then my last tip for bedding is just as much as you can layer on the better. And I know that people get nervous doing that. Um, but when we're doing this for clients, I will always source sheets, um, a blanket, a duvet cover and a throw for every bed and then a ton of pillows. Um, just because the more like I'll, I'll do a quilt or, you know, usually a quilt, um, or like a, yeah, a quilt or a blanket, and then I'll do, um, like, a duvet cover on the bottom and then a throw on top of the duvet cover on the bottom so that there's three layers, and then you have the sheets that are, like, poking through. It's, this is really hard to explain. <laughs> I'm hoping this is making sense. I'm you're doing my, picture. My you're layering doing, yeah. situation is I'm not I'm literally looking across. at my bed as you're describing this, and I'm, I'm like, like, hmm. Laying, I'm, like, using my hands like a mad woman right now trying to explain this layering situation and realizing <laughs> that the listeners aren't going to see my hands. But, <laughs> pictures for reference (laughs) yes yes so the more you can layer the better i would say try to do a throw try to do a duvet cover and and a blanket on one bed which obviously gets pricey i know so if you want to start with just a blanket that's fine but size up also that's just so cozy like i love getting in bed and there are a bunch of blankets yes so cozy and i know people get annoyed with a lot of pillows so if you're one of those people that hates taking off your pillows at night that's fine just use your two normal pillows and shams or whatever but still still looks so much better to have more blankets on there it's still a nice tip really in almost anything in design like the more texture and layers that you can bring into a space typically i think elevates it Um, not always (laughs) that's a blanket statement but (laughs) a lot of times no that's super helpful so how do you know when you're designing a house, like what is going to be timeless and what is going to go out of style? I think that's something that I could use some help with. And I know people ask that question. That is something that's hard to answer because honestly, there are things that like you might have the foresight that they're maybe going to go out of style, but also you just don't know. Like you have no idea and stuff. Styles also come back, but different. And it's just as hard to know. But I would say that if you are choosing something in your home that you know a ton of people are also choosing, like one specific color or one specific finish that everyone else is choosing, 
that's probably a good indicator that it's going to go out of style. Um, <laughs> but I, I kind of that's I kind of have a caveat to that because I think like I kind of mentioned this before. There's like two different types of design. There's like really custom homes, really high end homes, but there's also which the bucket that probably that I for sure am in, and probably a lot of our listeners are in, like younger families who are living in homes maybe for a few years and kind of you know doing more like short-term design I think it's different than long-term design um so uh, someone asked a question about like paint colors and like what's in style and I'll get into that later but for example there's one color that everyone's using on their cabinets right now that is stunning I love it so beautiful we use it in our projects and I I genuinely love it and if you like did your townhome in that color then awesome it's gonna look beautiful um and it probably will go out of style in a few years like pretty much you can probably count on that. Um, but it doesn't really matter if you know that you're going to be moving in a few years or that you could repaint your cabinets. Whereas if you're building your dream home, then maybe you don't want to do that. Um, so that's kind of a hard question to answer because I think it just depends on where you're at and like kind of financially where you're at and like how long you plan on being where you're at. But I would just say the same advice that I said earlier, like don't spend a ton on things that are going to be really hard to change. Um, and expensive to replace later so you know if you really like something and you know that it's maybe kind of trendy then still go for it but maybe knowing that you might need to spend on that later um i don't even know if that answered the question (laughs) i'm just talking (laughs) i don't even know if that answered the question i think the question was like how do you know if it's trendy and the short answer is you kind of don't but if all your neighbors are doing it then it's probably trendy (laughs) (laughs) makes sense And things like, okay, this is what I I went to design school and this is something that all of my professors like drilled into my brain is when you're designing a custom home, do not, the the design that's not going to go out of style is the design that was never in style to begin with, (laughs) which (laughs) seems like a funny answer. It seems like a funny answer, but honestly, that's what all my professors would teach. Like if you're designing a home, don't design what's in style, design something that the client's going to love and that you're going to love. Like, I'm look. I'm sitting in my room right now, looking at the pieces I have in here, and I have a lot of vintage elements in here that aren't necessarily like so in style, but I love them, and they've been quote unquote in style for literally hundreds of years, and so they're not. I know that this like vintage dresser that I'm looking at is not going to go out of style next year because it's not really like in style right now. You know, this yeah. is a really old piece. <laughs> yeah, right. And so right. um, I don't know. That's that, that's kind of hard to articulate, but. And just just because it's not in style doesn't mean it's not beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think you need to be choosing things you don't like and things that are ugly. And I think it also also gives you permission. Like if there's something that's going to go out of style, like if you love it, you can have it in your house and just change it. Like if you love it, you know, like it's okay to have something that's not going to be perfectly timeless. Like obviously, you just want to be aware of those decisions you're making. Yes, um, totally. But so many people asked this, what colors, like especially for an accent wall or for like just a paint color, what colors are really in right now? What colors are you loving? Like if somebody, basically if somebody has a room, they want to paint a color, what color is it going to be? So I love this question because there are some colors that are super in style right now that are a really, paint is a really easy way to kind of elevate a space. So I will go through some of my favorite colors right now. Um, first of all, the two brands of color, paint colors that I like the most and use the most of are Dunn Edwards and Fair and Ball. Um, unfortunately, they're both a little pricier. 
hate myself for that, but <laughs> those are two really good brands. They have a lot of really beautiful colors. Um, one thing that's kind of in style right now is I think a few years ago, the style for white walls was like super stark white walls, whereas now it's a little bit creamier. And a white color that I love that is looks great in a lot of homes that we're using right now is called Milk Glass. Milk like milk and cookies. Um and that's by Dunn Edwards, and it's a really beautiful, like, creamy white that has a little bit more dimension to it than just, like, a stark white. Um, so if you're if you're painting your walls white inside your home, I would say it's a great place to start. Um, I do have a little disclaimer about paint colors that I'll get to after this. So if you're listening, listen to the, listen to the little bit at the end because I don't want to mess up your paint. Um, <laughs> um, also, there's a color called Treron, which is a mouthful, but it's T-R-E-R-O-N, Treron, from Ferron Ball, and it's a really pretty, like, earthy green color, so it almost reads as a neutral color, but it just is kind of like a, I don't know, it reminds me of a color that you would actually see outside, like a leaf mixed with some dirt. <laughs> I don't know. Love it's, it. It just feels really organic. Like, it's a, it's a really pretty shade of green. It's kind of like bluish green almost, um, but that's a really pretty color if you're looking to paint a whole room or um, like a powder bathroom, for example. I, I love that color. Or an island, as it would be a really great color for an island. Um, let's see. What other colors? Oh, there's a color called green black. GR, green black. It's all one word. Um, that I am obsessed with right now. It's from Sherwin-Williams. And it looks like black. Like, it's very, very dark. It looks like black, but it has the tiniest little undertone, like green undertone to it. So in some lightings, you can catch little glimpses of green. Yes, um, I've seen so it's, this it's color. It's a really it's cool so color. Beautiful. I have to. It sounds so pretty. It's beautiful. Yeah, I have I have it in my house, and then we also have it in our office, and it's just so pretty. And it looks really pretty at different times of the day and kind of different glimpses of it. So, yeah, also reads as a neutral, which I like because it's not like, you know, a scary green. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see, what else? Oh, the color, and I kind of referred to this earlier, but the color that's really trendy right now, which is so beautiful, no no shame on this color, um, it's called Urban Putty from Sherwin-Williams, and a lot of people are painting their cabinets this color right now, or islands, it's kind of what it sounds like, a putty color, so it's the perfect, like, beigey color, <laughs> and I know that sounds ugly, but just trust me, it's not, it's really pretty, and reads as a neutral, but has more dimension than just like a plain ivory or white, um, and yeah, it's amazing, so it'll probably go out of style, but for right now, we're, we're loving that color, um, but yeah, I do have a few tips for paint, my first, someone asked like how to choose a paint color for your house, and this is seriously the most overwhelming thing ever for people because there are so many colors out there it is scary there's so many colors and so uh, my biggest tip and this is something that like even we do for clients right now like this is you know for anyone should do this tip always 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 when you're choosing a color for anything even if it's something for a smaller space I would get multiple samples like four or five and paint them on the actual drywall or wherever you're putting it. And um, in several different rooms in your home, I would make sure you can see it in multiple times of the day because a lot of times people will choose a color and it looks really pretty on the paint chip, but it will read completely different on your wall depending on like the temperature of lights that you have, depending on the other furniture in the space, depending on like what's reflecting from your windows. What literally like the color of your neighbor's house is going to change the color that looks in your house because the reflections from the windows. So it is crazy how drastically different a color can look by a sample painted on the wall 
in multiple different spaces and make sure you know what it looks like in the morning, afternoon, with afternoon sunlight on it and at night because it'll be completely different. So that's my tip for paint. Awesome. It's overwhelming. No, that was great. That was super helpful. Um, okay, the next question was how do you balance... I This is a more general than like super um, specific question, but how mm-hmm. do you balance beauty and practicality? Oh, I Which I think especially, question. I think obviously our audience is mostly moms, you know? And so I think that is on the forefront of almost everyone's mind, just with little kids running around. Totally. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Everyone understands that. Yes, (laughs) enough said. Everyone resonates with what you just said. (laughs) Um, I laughed at this question because I am an offender of the advice I'm about to give. (laughs) So (laughs) if my husband were listening, if he were listening, he'd be like, seriously. But I'll, I'll... I'll, I'll give my two cents on that. So, for example, I found these vintage dining chairs that I loved so much, and I knew that they weren't comfortable, and I knew that they weren't, yeah, comfortable to, like, sit in for a long time, but I literally loved them so much that I bought them. <laughs> and now we eat dinner on our couch every single night, which is <laughs> pathetic. It is so pathetic, and it is so extreme. Where if people come over for dinner, first of all, we don't even ever, like, go in the dining area. I was going to say dining room, but that's really funny because I live in an apartment and it is not a dining room. <laughs> it's a dining it's a dining area. <laughs> but when we have friends over for dinner, we literally sit on our balcony or, like, go outside and eat dinner outside because it's not comfortable to sit there. That we just, like, entirely avoid that whole space in general. <laughs> Which is sad because I do like the way they look. But I would say... If you are, like, trying to decide if it's going to be worth it to sacrifice the practicality, you will end up not using it if it's not going to work. If you know that it's not going to work, just part with it (laughs) because, yeah, like my example, we don't even use our table now because it's not comfortable. And so if you know that something's not going to work out, just don't waste your money doing it. Right. Um, Like, if you really love the look of white chairs but you know that your kids are going to destroy them just honestly don't even bother I think I <laughs> like, I think I needed that <laughs> yeah honestly like maybe that's not good advice from a designer but I will say there are specific brands that you can find like in the example of a chair or a sofa there are a lot of brands that do like zippable right you can zippable. throw in the wash or whatever <laughs> yes yeah, zippable are... cushions so you can throw in the wash like but something those like are that practical. go for it yeah yeah those yes are that so is just don't, practical don't sacrifice the practical don't sacrifice because you're gonna regret it and yeah. you're gonna end up purchasing different things so i mean that's that's my advice and that pains me to say as a designer because there are so many like beautiful things that i want to use for families right. Right. and homes that just don't work totally. but i would say just if you like really have your heart set on something maybe try to put it in a different area that's not going to be used as much. Like, if you have a chair that you love, put it in your master bedroom. No. So that maybe your kids aren't going to be getting food on it. Or, you no, know, like... No, but you say that because you don't have any kids yet. Because when you have a kid, you know nothing is safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that the master bedroom is not safe. No. no nowhere you can put room. that there chair no will be areas. safe from your child. <laughs> um, I'll try it on your roof. It could look really great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought... I honestly... I think that's great advice. Really no, it like. really is so helpful. Um, (laughs) which is sad it's sad advice but it's just the truth and I was gonna say if you like love something and that's sad for you to realize that it's not gonna work remember that there probably will be a season in your life where something like that could work you know like maybe you'll have a cabin 
words to see like we're sure you and your husband could do some prettier chairs or wow, I hope I don't so know. <laughs> yeah oh, heaven knows I hope I have a cabinet for some pretty chairs but I don't know where, where, the, where the kids aren't allowed <laughs> yeah the adult only cabinet yeah honestly is that ever gonna work then you have grandkids I don't know okay <laughs> just just keep your kids in a cage <laughs> um um, so I think this is going to be our final question for you, but I think a lot of us that are listening to this probably are in a phase where we're in a home that we're maybe going to stay in for a while longer or just not like we're not starting from scratch. What would your advice be for those of us in that situation? Like how can we refresh our home? Where do you advise starting? What? Yeah, like what where would you do you even begin? Where do you even begin? We're gonna begin at the, or we're gonna end at the same place. We Full circle. So I would say I have a few quick tips for just refreshing a space in general. Um, I'm touched on this, but refreshing a rug is a great way to start. And also, rugs get nasty, so easy way to like make your home a little more sanitary. <laughs> Switch out the rug, and then switching out accessories Especially like your kids. pillows. Yeah. Especially with kids, yes. Um, switching out pillows can make a big difference, too, if you just, like, switch out a few of your pillows that you have maybe in your living room. Um, this is maybe more of a larger scale thing, but one also way to switch out the whole style of your home or, like, the whole way a space feels and reads is hardware. So if you're wanting to give your little kitchen a refresh, switching out hardware is a really easy way to do that and obviously takes a little bit more – that's, like, a little bit more hands-on than just switching out some pillows. But um, – hardware can change the whole the whole aesthetic so that's an and hardware doesn't have to be expensive so that's a kind of quick tip um also lighting lighting is a really lighting okay lighting is kind of hard because if i were designing like a high-end home that's definitely an area that we spend a lot more in is lighting because um like bigger nicer lighting fixtures are really expensive and i would not go on i would not do a cheap lighting fixture in like a a nice custom home but if you're in a home that you're renting or like a townhome or a home that you know you're only going to be in for a few years that's a way that you can do cheap lighting to update the space and have it feel totally different um i will say a tip for lighting i would be really careful with brass i love brass so much we use brass all the time but cheap brass is really hard cheap brass can look really really yellow or really orangey and so if you are going to do like a switch out of cheap light i would say black is really safe for the most part um you know, black can still go south if it's like really shiny or cheap, cheap black metal. But usually if you go with a black mat, it doesn't really matter whether you're getting it from restoration hardware or shades of light or Wayfair. You know, if you, if this style is something that you like, usually black is, is safe. Um, so yeah, I would say lighting, rugs, pillows, accessories, um, hardware, and then maybe even switching out some like Etsy prints that you have. If you have art in your home, switching out some of those, will make a huge difference and that's like literally a couple dollars typically um and oh this is so i should have said this in earlier at some point because this is like the holy grail of all design is styling makes seriously i cannot stress enough the biggest difference in the whole entire world (laughs) the whole world so if you find a picture on pinterest for example of a space that you love try to narrow it down to like the styling the way they have even like their kitchen is styled and try to copy that. Um, and accessories are obviously usually not going to break the bank. They're just kind of smaller items, but 
if you can style your coffee table really well, your whole entire living room will look a million times better. If you can style even like your guest bathroom that no one goes in, if you can style it well, then it'll look nice and you'll like going in it. So <laughs> if you, if you can just find like a few areas that you can style well, um, and maybe like if you, if you're feeling like your, your house needs a refresh, then buying some new accessories and like styling a few more space sims that that will really, that will really drive it home. That's perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Savannah, I kind of think that was all the questions we have for you. You, like, really covered your bases there. Man, <laughs> rapid fire. I've just been chit-chatting your ear off. No, that was honestly perfect. That I feel was. like I have a lot to think about. <laughs> a lot to repent for. <laughs> <laughs> We're, like, sitting in Paris's room, and every time you mention something, she's, like, looking like, over at it. I'm, like, like <laughs> she's, like, cute. Cute brass no. light fixture? Hmm. Who would do like, that? Shoot, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I but really, it is so it is so fun to hear. Um, you know, I t- love to talk to you about these things. Savannah and I, <laughs> I always love to ask her about her job and her work. I just think, like, putting love and effort into your home is so fun. And Pierce and I were actually talking the other day, um, because you know, every couple months, I'm like, Pierce, I want to buy this for our house, and you know, like we're we've been married like six years, like we haven't, I mean, we haven't accumulated that much furniture and things like that. Like we still, um, I mean, need is relative, but we still want a lot more things for our home. And so, you know, I I like pitch an idea to him every little while. Um, but we were having the conversation, like I've never regretted investing in something I love for our home like that's Mm -hmm. something that always I feel like pays dividends it's just so nice to be able to like enjoy where you live not that it has to be like beautifully decorated to do so but it is such a fun perk and if you're spending a lot of time at home I this okay it might sound dramatic but I'll tell you it really does affect your mood if you're happy in the space where you're at. And I'm not saying that you have to have an expensive sofa to be happy in your space. That's not what I'm saying. But honestly and truly, if you, if your space doesn't bring you peace, like if you're not happy with the way it looks, change it. <laughs> and it doesn't mean you need to spend more money, but maybe just like switch some things around and make make it so you feel more comfortable and happier in there and a place where you can like thrive and be your best self and like be have peace of mind because... I think that's important for where where you live. Well, yeah, personal, totally. but you're an example of that. Like your coffee table is fifteen dollars from DI, and it's so beautiful, and it brings and me joy. Brings me happiness every time I walk in. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think that's honestly like the best advice because it. I think so often we just like let it be an excuse of oh I you know I can't go buy this beautiful whatever, so this will just do. But it's like you, if we really just take a second, like, and just kind of, like you said, even move things around or like, I know so many people who just have like a bin of random accessories that they've just collected over the past few years. And like, even just like shopping from that and figuring out like what would make you happier, what will bring you more peace. Like, I think that's just such great advice. Yeah, Sav, thank you so much. Um, thank you guys. I'm, I'm so glad I got to be on. Thanks for... Thanks for trusting me to not say anything too bad. (laughs) No, it was perfect. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. That was so fun to have my little sister. Um, I'm obsessed with her. She's really the best. And I don't know if you could tell, but she's funny. Nobody makes me laugh harder in the world. Um, I love her. So that was really fun to have her on. And she's obviously an expert in what she does. She truly, you can tell she loves it. 
she could, you know, go in depth with every question we asked. So we hope that this was helpful for you and that we answered some of the questions that you submitted. We hope you enjoy your Friday and we can't wait till next week. Yes, thank you for being here with us once again. Um, I know we always ask for it, but you guys, it is so helpful if you could rate and review us if you haven't already. And if you want to have some input on our next conversation, you can find us on Instagram at kindred underscore conversations.